Welcome to the Build With Boundaries podcast. My name is Manaz and this podcast is for mums who want to carve out time so that you can work in ways that work for you, your life, your family and of course your business. Together we will discover why you are not prioritising your business and the actions that you can take so you can live an intentional, productive and fulfilled life without mum guilt. So let's dive in to today's episode. I'm so excited for this guest episode. I have the wonderful Maria Caras Willard on today with me. So she is the founder and CEO of the Inner Circle for Virtual Assistance Membership. And through her membership and programs, she has helped hundreds of women all over the world start joy-filled, flexible and sustainable businesses as virtual assistants. She has also helped over 600 entrepreneurs hire and work with their right fit virtual assistant through her free VA matchmaking service. Hi, so welcome to this guest episode. I have Maria Caras Rullard with me today and she is going to talk about strategies for success before you're ready to hire a virtual assistant. So I'm really excited to talk about this because as many of us solopreneurs, we need to be able to leverage other people's expertise. And this is just one way that we can do this. So welcome, Maria. It's absolutely amazing to have you on. Please do say hello and tell us who you are and what you do. Thank you, Manaz. It is so nice to connect with you again. We've connected once before. We're connecting again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, so I'm Maria, and I run a membership and training program for women who want to start and launch or grow virtual assistant businesses. I have a membership, a group program, a mastermind. So I do all of that, but then I also help solopreneurs and small business owners find and hire and onboard their virtual assistants and uh, teach them how to work with them so that they can have a long lasting fruitful relationship with their VAs. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) That is amazing. That's wonderful work you do. So let's start then how you actually discovered that this was the thing you were here to do. How, How did your journey go? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I love talking about this and you might find me going off on a tangent, but I started off as a virtual assistant uh, back in 2000 and I want to say 13-ish. That's when I had my first son, my eldest son, and I had just moved to Greece. Uh, There were no jobs in Greece. It was during a financial crisis. I came from the film industry in London. I didn't know what to do with myself. I needed to contribute to the household income. Um, And I was looking for ways to earn money working from home, like really flexibly with my newborn by my side. And I was looking at different options and I came across the term virtual assistant and I looked into what it was and what they do. And and I just thought to myself, you know, I've got degrees. I've worked in corporate. I can do all of these things. And if someone is willing to pay me, you know, $20 an hour to sit at home and do data entry, like I am all up for that. Like I can do that. So I launched in 2013. I was fully booked out within like three or four months. Uh, I had way too many clients that I could handle myself. So I started hiring VAs myself to support me. So I grew into an agency 
and about, and I was doing really well working with wonderful clients. And about five, six years ago, I decided to pivot into coaching and mentoring other women to start their VA businesses because I was getting so many questions as to how I did this. What do they need to do to get started? So I I always knew I wanted to teach and coach other women because it's such a, a passion of mine, having been in very similar situations to to them where you're stuck at home and you, you want to be more than just a mom. Um, and I wanted to help them find their way through that and give them a sense of fulfillment beyond being a mother. So so yeah, I started my coaching programs about five or six years ago. And yeah, that is my journey in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, I started off as a VA. So I've been I've been on the, the VA side and I've also been on the hiring side. So I know what goes into both sides of the equation. Wow, that is such a wonderful way that they marry up together, don't they? And they fit perfectly with what you provide now because it's so important to understand at a really deep level what our clients are going through and you know you demonstrate this perfectly with one like your own journey and how you got there and you know having that experience and empathy but then for two sides and you've you've managed to create a whole like different kind of business from it which is again wonderful because you know we growth happens when we evolve and adapt and you know it's, mm. it's really lovely to hear your story and I'm sure it'll be inspiring for others to know that when um success happens firstly like you've obviously got lots and lots of clients in the beginning in the early days very quickly which many people that doesn't happen as quickly but what you've done with it is actually meaning yeah. that you're supporting the other VAs as well so yeah I love that love that um, so yeah. in terms of then the experience and the skills that you've developed, then how do you find that that helps you to do what you're doing today, which has obviously moved on a little bit to a different stage? Well, I always knew I was going to get into coaching. I didn't know I was going to get into coaching, but that was my ambition. So I was very intentional from the very start of my career as a virtual assistant that I wanted to work with a specific type of client. I wanted to work with coaches. I wanted to work with course creators. I wanted to work with clients who were building communities because really what I wanted to do was to learn from them and to get insight into how they were building their businesses. What tools were they using? What marketing methods were working for them? Um, how were they running their programs? How were they structuring their courses? I wanted to get into the inside and, you know, get my hands dirty and help them, but also learn from them. And that's really what, what spurred me on and what got me to where I am today. I don't know if I would be doing this if I hadn't um, gleaned all of that experience and information by, by supporting these types of clients. So yes, I went into it wise, eyes wide open fully, fully intentional about where I wanted my business to eventually end up. And it's, and this is what I teach my students as well. Like for the most part, I don't want being a virtual assistant to be your end goal. I want you to have bigger, bigger dreams and, and, and whatever that may be, big dreams have their own definitions for every different person, but I want you to aspire for, for more. And a virtual, being a virtual assistant is kind of a nice stepping stone. It's like easing into the world of 
running your own business, of freelancing, um, of of running an online business specifically, and digital marketing, all of that stuff. It's a nice way to ease into yourself into that world, learn what you can from your clients and the experience, and then build something from that, which is exactly what I did. So I'm sharing my journey and what helped me with my own students. Lovely. I love that. You, you're right, though. This is the whole point, isn't it? That we learn from our own experiences. And when we really immerse ourselves into that place and knowing all the struggles and understanding where people have been, because we have actually been mm -hmm. there ourselves, and myself included, it's, it's a whole reflection because we only we're like a few steps ahead of some of our mm -hmm. clients and being able to not be too far ahead is actually really important too because what I found a lot of the time is that people look to um, other coaches who are way ahead of them and they while they are more popular maybe they feel like they're more inspiring and they've done like bigger things they're just so far ahead that if we if we catch the train with them we're like skipping yeah. so many steps and I love how you simplify and you know everything that, that I do and build with boundaries is is similar in the sense that it is like that whole immerse yourself in what you do and know your craft really well and be able to serve others so that they can do the same thing for themselves mm -hmm. for their business and you're right you know dreaming big is uh, definitely that you know it should be fulfilling our careers and give us the freedom that we originally set out to get when we set up our business so that's uh, that's wonderful how you, yeah. how you bring that so let's talk about strategies for success so there are mostly the audiences you know solopreneurs mums in business who are perhaps not quite ready to get a virtual assistant on board but however, the virtual assistant, like hiring a virtual assistant is a whole like difficult, it's quite scary. It can it can give them us a lot of fear in terms of handing over mm -hmm. something that was ours and all these things. So what would you share with people advice around, you know, when they are at that place that they're starting to think about it? What can they do? Because I think there's a whole lot of um importance that we can place on preparing for that rather than it being like okay boom I need them tomorrow like it doesn't mm -hmm. really work that way and I don't think it's that effective so what can you share around that yeah you're you're absolutely right I think a lot of the hesitation when when business owners are are starting to think about hiring a virtual assistant so many questions run through their mind things like can I afford a VA? What can I delegate to a VA? How do I prepare my business for a VA? How do I get the trust and the confidence to hand over tasks to a VA? There are so many questions and so many seemingly big barriers for them to overcome to eventually start making the move to hire somebody. And I completely get that. It's a scary move to bring somebody into your business when you've been a solopreneur for so long. But going back to the point that you said, where we, we're building this business to create freedom and to live our lives um, with within within boundaries, but also experiencing freedom. And we have to put boundaries in our business so that we can have that freedom. And what does that mean? That means, you know, clocking off at 3 p.m. so that we can be with the kids, 
But how do you do that if you're the only person in your business running the business? And really the only way you can grow and scale and create that freedom is to bring somebody else in to support you. Like if you have big dreams to scale, you need to start thinking big and thinking about, you know, bringing in that support. So I get it. It's scary. But for a lot of people, it's absolutely necessary. So the first things I would recommend when you're just starting to think about hiring somebody, be get, try to get really clear on what tasks you actually want to delegate. Like spend some time with a blank Google Sheet or a Google Doc and literally list out all the tasks that happen in your business. And if you can be even more specific, the repetitive tasks in your business. Maybe you send out a newsletter. Maybe you post on social media. Maybe you book podcast guests every week. What happens on a regular basis in your business? If you're having a hard time figuring out what that is, spend a week tracking your time. Use a free time tracker like Toggle uh, and spend a week tracking your time and you'd be amazed what you spend time on that can be easily outsourced. So number one, get really specific about what you want to outsource. Number two, start documenting your processes for these repetitive tasks. So you can either do a step-by-step on a Google Doc, you can record a Loom video, just create some form of instruction that a VA can come in, look at, watch, and then they know exactly what to do. Um, Number three, I would make sure that you can actually afford a virtual assistant. Uh, The rates for virtual assistants can vary. Uh, New virtual assistants can be anywhere from, I'm going to say dollars here because I typically work with people all over the world. So $15 to $20, $25 an hour to up to $30, $35, even more if they're specialized. So think about how much time you need in your business. And you will know how much time you need if you've tracked your time or you have a good sense of how long things take in your business to do. So you can start really small, even like five hours a month, just to get someone to sort your inbox, book your podcast guests, schedule your social media. It is not that expensive. Uh, Five hours a month at $20 a month, that's a hundred dollars. You can you can do that, and you think about how much time you gain back if you can get five hours back a month. What you could use that time for. And thirdly, to get your business super ready, um, did I don't know what number I'm on. I said thirdly, I could be more than that. But you sign up before <laughs> three. So fourthly, um, once you have all of those details, like. What tasks do you want to delegate? Um, Documenting your processes. Looking at whether you can actually hire a virtual assistant for how long. Then sit down and actually write a job description. Like what do you want your virtual assistant to, what role do you want to fill? Like in an ideal world, write the, the most ideal job description. What responsibilities do you have? do you want them to have? What software do you want them to use? Uh, What are your ideal rates? And just have that in your mind as you're going into the hiring process. And you'll eventually use this job description if you ever want to create an application form for someone to apply to work with you. So it's, it's really helpful and gives you a lot of clarity to do this exercise. And then lastly, 
I would sign up in a more kind of tangible sense. I would sign up for password sharing software, something like LastPass or 1Password, because whoever comes into your business, they will likely need to use some of your accounts. So instead of sharing your actual login details, a software tool like LastPass will share your logins with your virtual assistant without actually sharing your logins. So those are my kind of very rough and ready tips. There are more, but just so that you're ready to onboard someone quite quickly. And I would never recommend you book someone quickly. I definitely interview, know what you want, interview a few people. You'll need to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince. So interview a few people, get on a call with them, see if you vibe, see if you communicate well, and then bring them on to do a trial project. And then you can take it from there. I've given you a lot of information, but yeah. (laughs) Loads of tips there, loads of tips, but they're all practical tips because I think trying to get your mindset there where you're actually ready to hire somebody, there's all these steps in the middle that we might almost miss. And I love how you've broken that down because yeah, it is important. And I think with all the things that you've mentioned, what you gain is a lot of clarity on who you're actually wanting in the first place. Just like in your business, the first thing is like, who do we help? It becomes like, well, when you're hiring, you know, who is it that you're looking for? And based around all these things that you would create on your list, you've actually almost got a job template because you'll realize you need more help with a podcast or social media or you know what is it that you're actually looking for help with and when we try and pluck it out thin air we just assume VAs to be VAs but really like now VAs are specializing and like Mm -hmm. so good at what they do that they are becoming more specialist which means then you know somebody who's specialist is going to give you much more um, value with the way that your business is working I love that And I think uh, one thing, one question that's kind of coming up, I guess, for possibly other listeners too, is, you know, when they feel that they are ready, then what could be the minimum that they hire someone for? Because sometimes there's not an awful lot of work. And I guess you don't want to have somebody who, you you don't want to hire someone at a stage where you are heavily, heavily in need of somebody, like desperately. So is there like, um, because often we can be thinking, well, I don't have an hour a week to give someone. So I, therefore I can't hire a VA. So what would you say Mm. to that? I mean, there are VAs with a variety of different sort of minimum commitments. Like you could have someone for 30 minutes a week or even maybe one hour a month. Some VAs might be open to that. Um, It's probably rare. Uh, but but you could find some who are maybe just starting out who would like to build their experience and portfolio who would do it for maybe an hour a month. Um, so there is no minimum that you can hire a VA for, like technically, but I would also consider whether you will you will gain what you want to gain by hiring someone for only one hour a month. If you are looking to build a team and have someone with you in the long term, an hour a month to create that relationship might not be enough. But to your point about hiring someone when you're overwhelmed and 
a lot of people feel when they're overwhelmed and they're launching that now's the time to hire a virtual assistant. You're absolutely right that that is the worst time to hire a virtual assistant. And the best time to hire is when things are slow, when you're not launching, when you're in a reflective phase in your business maybe and you have a little more time to onboard them and train them and get to know them and see if your communication styles align. So if you're in that stage in your business, then you are primed to bring somebody on. And and you're right. If you don't have enough work for them, you can just bring them on in this slow period for very few hours a month so that you can guys can get to learn how to work with each other before it gets really busy. Yeah. I mean, it's totally about being in a form of partnership isn't it so if somebody needs to start at one hour to go to two hours a month to to one hour a week you know that is going to be progressive and having that in mind it's like it's great when somebody can learn your business like you said when you're you're in that slow phase that's such a great way to put it because it takes the pressure off it takes the pressure off the VA so they can do the work better and also the the business owner because they have more time for them or to be able to actually create notes and guides to to show them how they want things done because that's often something that is never really thought about much I talk a lot about processes and efficiency and, and what you're doing and being very clear and I think with that for for myself like I have notes on everything I do because that is the way I work but I know it's not common for people to have procedures or you know mm-hmm. it kind of it it just makes them it feels difficult to them but it's essential when you want to start delegating and using somebody's experience yeah. um and yes. you can also hire you can also hire your VA to help you create those documents and processes mm-hmm. so it might be a completely new task that you're adding to your 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 system and your processes that then you want your VA to document and all of that don't so don't feel like you need to have the process ready your VA can help you to help you build those processes as well and then also again mm-hmm. touching on the overwhelm sometimes people are at that place where they might not have those things in place they need a VA and they realize they don't have them and they don't have the time yeah. to create them but you know yeah. the most important thing is finding support that is right for you mm-hmm. at that time and at that stage in business and yeah I think this will be really helpful for for people so what bit of advice would you give like the first maybe thing that people should think about before hiring a virtual assistant I know you've given loads of tips in terms of I guess the practical but is there anything else that that you might say would be a starting point so it's hard to think first I would say think about really what what do you want to hand off what is something that you don't need to be doing yourself so think about what you want to hand off and then what kind of person is it that you want to work with do you want somebody who is techie do you need somebody who's good at writing emails do you need somebody who has good attention to detail if they're creating graphics or doing tech setups and and stuff like that so and it's and you won't so think about the qualities that you want in your virtual assistant. And then the only real way that you can see those qualities in action is if you do a trial run with them. So think about a small little project 
that you can create for them and that they can execute. And then you can then uh, see if those skills that you're looking for are evident in the project that they've delivered to you. Um, because any VA, any team member can say, I have great attention to detail. I communicate really well. I'm passionate about this. I'm really good at that. Anyone can say that, but you can only really see it in reality if you give them something to do and then they deliver what they promised. So consider doing little, little paid trial projects. That's fantastic. That's a really good point. And I guess you, you get to find out how you work together as well and that mm -hmm. there's only so much you can you can gain from a conversation is the sort of practical side and aspect to it. And, and you know, VAs, especially I know in your world, you have so many different VAs with so many different skills. And I think that's really important to, to stress to people that, you know, the type of person you want is really important because you know not only for you to have a relationship with them as a VA but also then their their skills you know it's like trying to get the best match for mm -hmm. for all of those things so I've got a question for you we're coming to the end of this session Maria what does building your business with boundaries mean to you uh building with boundaries means more freedom I think we touched on this a little bit more, but building with boundaries means that I have a vision, a very clear vision that I want to achieve. And I've created a system and a process and a roadmap to, to reach that goal. And though that roadmap sets me on a path and I consider that path my, my boundaries. So I don't yeah. leave that path. I don't go outside that path. I have my boundaries around that path. And it means, and it includes protecting my mental space. I have lots of white space in my calendar. It includes clocking off when my kids get home from school, at least for an hour or two hours, so I can spend some one-on-one -on -one time with them. It includes booking my holiday day, my holiday days and like, and respecting those holiday days and not taking my laptop and not working during my holiday. So I enforce boundaries so that I can live the freedom that I built this business to have. Fantastic. I love that answer. <laughs> You've covered so much in there. And, and yes, totally. I mean, building with boundaries can mean so many different things to different people. And there are going to be different aspects that um, speak to you more and you know you've just sort of mentioned the, the sort of freedom aspect and staying on your path I love that because it is like like not deviating from the path that's what I was mm -hmm. thinking you were saying that so how can that's people, it. <laughs> how can people find out more about you Maria and um about what you offer so I love to hang out on Instagram so if you are on Instagram come and find me I'm at hey Maria Karis uh, you can also go to my website, mariacaris.com, and that's where you can find out more about my training programs for virtual assistants. And we also offer a free VA matchmaking service for business owners. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant, if you don't know how to get started, if you don't know where to find them, if you're nervous about hiring somebody, then we have resources and tools to help you. And we can uh, like actually help you find a virtual assistant to meet your exact needs and budget. So it's Amazing. all there on my website, mariacaris.com. 
Amazing. I will put the links to your Instagram and your website down below this video. So do check Maria out, especially if you're looking at hiring someone because that free matchmaking service sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom. And I know this will be really helpful for anybody who is on that journey and trying to move away from being a solopreneur and, and really expanding their team. So thanks again, Maria. Stop going nuts trying to focus on multiple things and achieving nothing. Have you ever felt like the filling in a sandwich, squeezed, stressed, surrounded by pressure, unable to prioritize your business dreams? Now, if you feel overwhelmed and torn between building your business and caring for your loved ones, then your business dreams do not have to come last. I've put together an overwhelm-free weekly action plan for busy business mums. You are simply one action away from a whole new perspective. This is where it all begins to start creating a snowball effect. All you need to do is download my weekly action plan and the link will be in the comments or the podcast description.